Welcome to Successful Style, everyone. I am Rob Giardinelli. Hi, everyone. I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and we are so delighted to have our special guest today, Cassandra King Polidori, founder of Cassandra Collections. Thank you for having me. We're so excited. You're sort of like the jewelry impresario to the stars. You're the go-to favorite for all the cool girls and many cool guys because I've seen your, and I have your cufflinks and studs and all sorts of cool stuff. How did you get started doing that? Well, first of all, thank you. Um, I feel very honored to be here. Um, but for my jewelry, I was a journalist actually about, well, I studied it in college. And then when I was working for a women's business publication in Dallas, I started making rings mm -hmm. that were comfortable enough to wear when I typed. And it really was just about comfort and um, fun and design. And so I basically was wearing something for myself and people kept stopping me and asking me where I had gotten this ring. And I would say, well, I made it. From my brain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I created <laughs> this. <laughs> I mean, basically. How cool. And, uh, yeah, so I was being stopped all the time. And wow. I was handing out my email to people and thinking, I'll never hear from these people again. And I did. So Incredible. I would meet str complete strangers at a Starbucks or a Whole Foods and, and give they would them rings. And they would notice your jewelry. Yeah. And they would order your jewelry and you would, well, that's turned into quite the little empire as yeah. well. You've branched out. I mean, your earrings are famous. I can always tell yes. a Cassandra collection gal in the room by your earrings. Well, thank you. They're fun and dangly and long and they're statement making. Exactly. Yeah. They make an outfit. They do. They do. So, so tell me what made you decide to leave journalism and pursue and pursue jewelry full time? So when I was at the magazine, I actually interviewed a woman who kind of got me out of the journalism world, and I went to work for her, um, and it was totally not in my comfort zone, and I thought, you know what, I was kind of at really an impasse in my career, and I needed, I needed a change. I had okay. been at this magazine for five years and was kind of looking for something not so, I didn't need to leave journalism, but this was an opportunity that just came up, and I thought, why not? Absolutely. Um, so I went and worked for her, actually, as an account executive, and uh, that was really interesting. It was in sales. Okay. So that kind of gave me a taste of that world. But then um, I started doing – I mean, I had already started selling my jewelry, and I wasn't – I realized that wasn't really my – niche as right. an account executive yeah. or right. like a corporation and yeah. so um kind of decided you know what maybe I should give this a shot I think I had so I mean I had something that people liked and were noticing mm -hmm. and I had been wearing jewelry my whole life and no one had ever commented on it and I thought it was I mean I thought I had good taste in jewelry but mm -hmm. hmm. you know I thought well clearly people are people like what I'm making so why not try to do this so how long time. ago would that have been I was about eight years nine years ago okay because okay. I remember we, when you first started designing jewelry our dear mutual friend Natalie von Bloomingdale mm -hmm. did a story on you for brilliant for brilliant back mm -hmm. in the day so that was a while back and I still I was still working I'm pretty sure at that point I was still working full-time gotcha okay I'm just trying to connect the dots so I was yeah. work. I, I kept my job I kept my job and I was doing jewelry on the side. Mm -hmm. And then 
it was the, I guess it was 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2009. Mm-hmm. So it's been, almost, it's been 10 years yeah. where I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe I should do, try to do this full time. And I still did like side jobs. I actually like edited for the magazine I used mm-hmm. to work for. So I was still doing other things. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I moved to New York that I took it completely full time. So that was, oh my gosh, I can't believe how fast time is moving. It does go by fast. I'm like, my goodness. So that yeah. was eight years ago. That so was eight years ago. what wow. made you decide New York? Like why, why New York city? Why not, you know, versus other places? Well, I had always time. gone back and forth between LA and New York. And then, um, where to decide to live. You mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew I wanted to leave Dallas after okay. school. And then and you're I st- from San Antonio originally. I think Antonio. we need to point that out. Yeah. I am. Alamo city. Yeah. Texas girl <laughs> born and raised Texas Renaissance between mm. uh, all up and down. I 35. I know. Right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just didn't, you never got me to Houston, which is, okay. well, that's I 10 and two ninety. I know that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just 35. Much different highway. Yeah. A different path. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was just trying to decide between LA and New York and was actually, actually ended up staying in Dallas longer than I expected. And then my brother had moved to New York and um, I had friends that were moving to mm-hmm. New York. And so... A lot when, of Texans in New York. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure from a networking standpoint, you saw that of other, and certainly fellow Longhorns, well, fellow UT graduates. No, there were a ton, there were SMU, a ton of... SMU, yeah. you went to SMU, but... But no, but UT, I mean, a lot of people from San Antonio yeah. went to UT and mm-hmm. SMU. So it, it really, but it, the New York feel was just more me. Um, yeah. it, everyone, it, it, shockingly to me when I moved there, everyone's super supportive mm-hmm. and everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Everyone works really, really hard. Right. And, um, you know, it's nice. You don't, you don't have to have a car. You can just, yeah. you know, scooch around and it's so fashionable and fabulous and I just loved it. What would you advise to someone considering a a a a move to another large city, another major market like that? What would you tell them as they start their career or they may be mid-career and want to change? What would you advise them? Ask for help and reach out to your network. Mm-hmm. Reach out to as many people as possible. Um, I, that was one thing I really appreciated when I moved there because I did, you know, I didn't know, I knew people, but not people in the same industry. I mean, most of my, my friends and family, you know, are in the music industry, financial industry. So no one was really in the fashion industry, but you know, it's incredible once you start asking people who they know, I mean, you're bound to find at least a handful of people who are in yeah. the industry that you want to be in. Or they know someone or their sister-in-law or their neighbor's exactly. son or whomever. There's now, a connection. It, it was, inc- it really was incredible how many people, you know, reach and even reached out to me. Hey, I hear I'm cousins with so-and-so and I hear you're moving to New York. I live in the Upper East Side. I'd love to meet you for coffee. Great. Cool. Love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Let's meet for coffee. And then, you know, I'll tell you what I do. Mm-hmm. And from there, it kind of just created this whole, you know, spider web of people yeah, all right. over the city that mm-hmm. just were there ready to help and, and buy jewelry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and importantly, buy jewelry. Yeah. Wow. So how did you make your first dollar? Oh, man. Wait, from jewelry? <laughs> just period. And, and period. Period. Yeah, it's, it's Rob's. It really, that's Rob's favorite question. So I stole your spotlight on that. You but I knew that, that was but your next one. I am, I, am, I am glad you did. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, if we really want to go to my first dollar, I would set up shop when my parents had parties 
back oh. in the day, starting oh. around six years old. And I would, um, I actually would take my mom's old jewelry, believe it or not, and stuff that she didn't want, you know, fun costume jewelry, or she would bring me necklaces actually from uh, uh, literally <laughs> not like so random, but like from Italy. Okay. Oh, wow. And you I would take literally brought that off. into your universe. I know. We'll get to that in a moment. Well, and the rings too. Yeah. yeah. So I would take stuff apart and make little earrings and sell them for like five dollars are my you kidding friends. at wow. that young of an age mm-hmm. you yeah. had an interest in creating jewelry so I did. what about rings fascinate you because that keeps coming up with you honestly you know i i always wore um i had this is so sad because i don't have it on but um my mom gave me her mother's ring when mm-hmm. i turned 18 as oh, a present nice and then um so i always wore that and when the big remember like the big ring fad kind of came out yeah. like mm-hmm. j crew was yep. making these right. big crazy yeah. rings yep. and i mean a lot of other Lots of stones. really fabulous yeah. designers but the ones i could afford were j crew um and it was heavy it was really heavy like yeah. i would wear it and it would annoy me and i yep. would end up taking them off and when i when i worked for the magazine i traveled a lot for different okay. um, women's conferences and so I would set up on a table with my mm-hmm. laptop and constantly like end up taking my ring off uh, and then just never putting it back on. Yeah. I mean, not leaving it, but putting it in my right. bag and saying, well, that was kind of a waste of money. Right. So the rings are really what made me start thinking about making something that I could wear and also thinking how many other people want a cool, fun statement ring that Absolutely. they won't take yeah. off. Mm-hmm. So right. that's kind of, that was the birth of Cassandra Collections. So you wow. you saw that need, that personal need, and you filled it. You saw that other people would probably have that same need too. So going from rings to earrings and other accessories, how did that evolve? Was that a natural progression or did people? People asked. They asked. Okay. Mm-hmm. They requested. Okay. So if you know, like if you know my line, I have the Perry pendant. I have mm-hmm. the Carly earrings. Mm-hmm. I have the Elizabeth earrings. They were all named after the people who asked first. Oh, oh neat. that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, a, a friend from SMU Perry asked for a quarter size necklace. Okay. And so that's where the Perry pendant came from. And the Perry is now, you know, Perry know earrings, yeah. Perry necklace, Perry bracelet. I mean, yeah. it's in everything. And then like the Carly earrings, my cousin Carly, who um, actually lives in San Diego, she needed something that was a different shape. She uh-huh. has a rounder face, so she didn't want a circle yeah. right. earring. Gotcha. So we created the Carly, which is a diamond shape earring. Um so, you know, every, everything, yeah. actually, these earrings I have on right now are the Patricia, which is named after my mom. Your mom. Yeah. Um, she can't wear very big earrings. She has to have a stud. Okay. So she can wear. So gotcha. it's interesting. You were mentioning your cousin and the face shape. So what, what, what's a piece of advice you would give to someone who likes jewelry, but is afraid to wear it? Um, one thing that people always tell me is, oh, I have too short of a neck or mm. my face is too round, or my neck is too long. I mean, it's always something where our own worst critics, right? But um, everyone can do it. There's something for everyone. I think that, you know, if you have a rounder face, you can do something bold. You can you can do a fun chandelier earring. It's It really will actually give your face so it sharper lines. It, right. yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, um, do you, so you wear the opposite of what it is. So if you exactly. have a long face, you would wear square or smaller shape round earring? you can do You'd round, wear round uh-huh. to if it's offset a lo- the if it really elongated. is like a thin long okay. face got it. you wear round okay. got it um but for someone with like a square face you mm-hmm. want to do something with softer lines mm-hmm. like 
the floral mm-hmm. earrings that you see, yep. you know, around yeah. town. Um, that's something that works great for someone with like a sharper uh, shaped face because it really does soften mm-hmm. those features. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Wow. Well, we see your jewelry all over the all over the state, not just around town, but all over the state. Mm-hmm. Your floral earrings are really popular, and you have kind of you've taken that and you've created different iterations from that. Is that because people have requested them as well, or how does how do these ideas come to the, you? The flowers actually came to me when I was pregnant. Okay. And, oh. um, With little baby Aurelia. Yeah. So she was kind of my inspiration, but but behind the flowers. Um, and I don't I don't know why it took me so long to notice. I have this big uh, painting in my home that was from my parents' house growing up, and the woman in the painting is wearing these big red roses on her ears. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there one day pregnant as can be and like, <laughs> you know, and just thinking, but you know, she was also this incredible human growing inside me. And I was always like, she's my little flower, my little petal. And then mm-hmm. I'm staring at this painting. I'm going, why did I never think of this before? Yeah. I need those earrings. Right. And, but it really was like sitting there, like rubbing my huge belly thinking, Oh, my little like budding flower Aww. and looking at this painting going, hello, I need, Aurelia earrings that have, you know, flowers. And I mean, she wasn't, she didn't have a name yet, but yes. Um, how cool. That's how that came up. So, all right. So, so you, how, what is it create? What is inspiring you creatively now? If that inspired you to do floral earrings, do you get inspiration from museums or television or runway shows or tell us about that? Honestly, I, I really find inspiration just about, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I will say that art is more, is, is a bigger one mm-hmm. more so than like right. a runway or because on the runway you're going to see jewelry. Right. Yeah. And right. So, well, I was just thinking about more of the coloration and no, the right. architectural component of the shapes that you see. Yes. Yeah. But that's, and that comes from art mm-hmm. sculptures. Like yeah, there's, right. a, there's some cool stuff downtown actually that I've taken pictures of for the color mm-hmm. palettes and yeah. like, wow, those are really interesting colors to mix together. Like I could do that in a ring or a necklace or yeah colors are big for you yes so how do you how do you create those color combinations or what's in what are some of your favorite latest combinations for instance so for ballet austin fet which yes. i was with you guys at yeah um, you co-chaired the fetish gosh. after party which is always wildly successful so rumor funny. has it that you signed up for the ninth time of doing no. that oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no i will i'm kidding i will folks. be there i yes. will i will be part of the committee but I will not be chairing for the oh, fourth year in a row. Who knows? <laughs> Fifth year, maybe. I mean, maybe next year. A year triumphant return. Yeah, yes, I know. Um, but you know, I I had this uh, really beautiful uh, top and skirt from Farah Leela Or. Right. Yes, we love Leela. That and beautiful floral, sheer diaphanous confection. I mean, it, was, I don't, it just floated. It was awesome. Really well done. She's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but from that, I actually created uh, a pair of floral earrings. I'm really into pearls right now too. Okay. So I was like, I knew okay. I wanted something. I wanted to bring some pearls into the mix, but I really took, I had the, the piece of art really, cause that's what that outfit mm-hmm. was. I had it in my office and I was just staring at it and I was looking and trying to you know, match petals to the outfit. Totally. And so it, it, I came up, you know, it came out to be a 
dark deep red um a really pretty darker orange color a navy and a purple mm-hmm. with pearls yeah it was and beautiful. it was you know cascading floral yeah so that was really fun but honestly that's kind of how a lot of my color combinations come to fruition is right. just through something that maybe i have that yep. i need to match right. mm-hmm. or something like that i see downtown and i think wow that's really beautiful and do people ever bring you outfits and say i really need a piece of jewelry for this does that ever happen all the time all the time all the okay time. yeah I thought you were going to say, no, never. No, all the time. They they buy me and they match yeah, on their I, own. Yeah, no. that's really interesting. I mean, they do that. I mean, they buy stuff. A lot of people will say, okay, I have this dress. You know, what would you pair with it? Mm-hmm. Now, if there's something that I have in, you know, in stock, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, some, I use a lot of crystal right. quartz and pearls. And so, yeah. you know, those go with everything. But um, no, I quite often do custom orders and it's really about matching like they'll send me a picture of the dress and I'll send them a palette of 12 stones and say which color do you think like best or which size and then the same with the florals you know I'll say I have three shades of purple I think that the darker purple will suit this you know emerald green better Gotcha. But here are your options. Gotcha. So what is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's interesting. So, you know, with the custom pieces, like what, walk us through kind of what the, like what the duration and the process is with someone who would be interested in doing a custom piece with you. Well, I have cash up front. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm kidding. No, I mean, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes people want something super specific. And in that case, I actually do. I have to take the time to, Mm -hmm. you know, call my stone guy in Delaware and say, do you have anything that works with this? And they, they want, they want it to be a triangle and they want it to be two inches and it needs to be like this. And he has to cut it for me. Okay. So in those cases, it really, I mean, I, it needs to be a month at, at least. Um, but in a lot of cases people say, Oh my gosh, I know this is last minute. And my friend who will listen to this knows who she is. Um, she <laughs> has a party, them, yeah, a party on Saturday. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Is it too late? But I have to have a pair of black earrings for Saturday. And I'm like, okay, it's Wednesday, but we'll make it happen. Of course. So in that case, I just send, I've sent her pictures of what I already have in stock, but then also like, okay, I have these really beautiful black stones and I'll, I'll make it happen for you. How great. And they're always, I'm sure thrilled with, and I know it's arduous on your part to have to do it in that short amount of time frame, but I'm sure they're over overjoyed with what the result is. Yes, I mean i I haven't had a return yet, That's so good. knock on wood. <laughs> so, what do you recommend for people in your creative capacity in collaborating with clients? How do you streamline that process, or what do you recommend? Um. Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I think it's just a matter of being really, really open, but also direct Mm -hmm. with the client Mm -hmm. because when a client comes to you and they want, they want something for a specific piece or for an outfit or for an event, they're really wanting your opinion. So I think it's good to give them to, to be direct, but also be open to maybe going outside your box Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, this is, and that's why I do like three options, you know, like here are your three options of styles, but this is maybe the color palette I would go with. Mm -hmm. Um, and they actually usually are, you know, really willing to take your advice and yeah. Cause you know, best cause you're the jewelry designer, right? 
Well, yes. and then speaking of clients, I know you've designed for a lot of high-profile individuals. You've designed for quite a few, and we can we Somewhere can talk in the about that. Eye. Somewhere in the public eye. Yes. What's the collaboration process like with someone who is high-profile, whether you're working with a stylist or whether it's, you know, the collaboration process with that? Um, I would say that's a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. than just your everyday client because they actually know what they want. And they, and they don't really want your opinion on, or not your opinion, but they, they see something they like and they want it. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, Ariana Grande says, I I see it. I want it. I like it. Another satisfied (laughs) Cassandra (laughs) collection (laughs) client, Ariana Grande. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe someday. Um, But no, I mean, it, it it is just more of a, you get them what they want. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wouldn't say there was there's a lot of collaboration. It's just you, and you really have to like, what I've done in the past is really study their style. Okay. Like mm-hmm. on Instagram or, you know, okay. Googling, right. but right, really right. looking to see what they like yeah. before sending it to their stylist or whatever. Because yeah. if you don't and you send, you know, I've never seen them wear yellow, but I'm going to send them this pair of yellow earrings. Gotcha. Well, more than likely they're not going to wear them. So Got it's it. like, so you do your research, you do yeah. your due diligence. Yes. Interesting. So, okay. So, all right, let's get back to your creative inspiration. Cause I'm always enthralled by that. You spend a lot of time in Italy because you're married to an Italian, specifically a Roman, a Roman. A Roman. <laughs> Manuel Polidori, that homely gentleman. Uh, no, he's, he's a sharp, he's one of the sharpest dressed men, always, one of the sweetest room. men on the oh, planet gosh, yes. for sure. So when you go to Italy, are you inspired by what you see there? How does that work? Yes, most definitely. I'm inspired by Italy. Um, and you know, the museums there are countless and really fabulous. And, uh, it's really fun to go, go there and just be in a different culture. And also Mm -hmm. to see, I mean, Italian culture is so strong and vibrant. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm there, I really just try to immerse myself and, you know, bring out right. my inner and the Italian. street style is so great in Rome it's very different oh in, it's so chic it it's, really is in their own way yeah, yeah. but it's different it's yeah. chic in a different yeah. way it's not New York it's not Milan right. it's not Paris so right. um that's been something that's been fun for me too because I can I, I do find inspiration from uh, things that I maybe think wow I would never wear that yeah. but like what would go with that? Yeah. What earring would go with that outfit? Oh, right. You know, so that's been kind of a fun. So you kind of test yourself with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And do you ever see when you're walking down the street, certainly like in Rome or, or other places, do you ever think, oh, man, if they only had my, you know, XYZ model of earring and how much better that outfit would be? Do you ever think that? Do you try and redress Always. people like I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, Definitely. man, God, if you would just unbutton that shirt, one more button, I know. and, yeah. you know, just always. yeah, and, and wore yellow ties, have a red tie, or whatever yeah. the case would I be. I keep it in my mind. Yeah. But if I were with you guys, I would totally just go for it. <laughs> you would tell us, that's all wrong. Yeah. I'm like, look at that Oh, person. my God. Huge mistake. Oh. Well, yeah. While we're talking about, you know, individual style, who who are some of your style influences, whether, whether it was growing up or current? Currently. Oh man. Um, besides your super chic family led by your mom. Oh, thank you. Yes. My mom is quite fabulous. Uh-huh. Thank you, mom. Um, my, my fashion sense has really been an evolution. 
Um, I feel like I've always kind of just done what I what I want to do, which mm-hmm. is probably why my jewelry business is 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 something that people recognize because mm-hmm. it's Got something it. that's different and I, it's something that I wanted and needed and right. and it changes with with my with my changes yeah. with my fashion okay. changes. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I definitely think I I like to follow some trends and add okay. my own style i mean of course like the audrey hepburns of the world that Mm -hmm. and even like lady gaga i mean like people that are so opposite ends of the spectrum really have different styles that i can pull from i'll never forget that raw meat earring that you did it was amazing oh i love that raw meat earring (laughs) you know i had to like i was hungry homage to lady gaga yeah i was hungry i just had to have a little bit of tartar Uh throughout the night put it on a hook and put in your ear ladies and gentlemen that's the Cassandra <laughs> collections for you. I'll do anything. Absolutely. Just that a French, so fry, French fry. French fry on the other oh, That's fun. Burger on one end and fries on the other mm-hmm. or something yes. like that. Yes. That'd be yeah. kind of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd do it that's for the right price. I'm kidding. Oh, gosh. That's funny. Now, did you, how have you found your style, like, in terms of when you were in New York versus when you lived in Texas? How do you think New Yorkers versus Texans differ in their style? Let me just interject real quick here because I see you in New York and you were super stylish there. And I think that's a great question, Rob. How has your style evolved? Well, I, you know, in New York, I I always like black, right? I've always worn, I've always worn a ton of black. Mm -hmm. In New York, I I really embraced (laughs) my black wardrobe. Um, Yeah. But uh, I think I've definitely added a, some more print since I've moved mm-hmm. back to Texas. Um, I love solid colors. I mean, I'm most comfortable in probably a mm-hmm. pair of jeans, flats, and a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, but I'm not afraid of print as much as maybe I, not afraid, but, you know, maybe more willing to be a little bit. Is it the types of prints that you may be unsure of or why prints? No, I mean, I guess I just, I, I've worn a lot of solids in yeah. my life. Yeah. I just okay. like like a stripe or okay. a right. solid or, yeah. or or a polka dot, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I mean, or leopard. Those mm-hmm. are like the stripe, polka dot, leopard are probably as bold of prints as I That's pretty bold. Yeah. Leopard's well, pretty bold. Yeah, polka is. dot's pretty bold. Well, but I'm, I, I am bold. Yeah. But I, that's. I don't know. Maybe that's, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's the color. Yeah. Maybe it's the okay. color right. that I've added. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Back. That makes sense. Yeah. But I, I, I also honestly think I've kind of come in to my own in, in, you know, my style being here. What do you yeah. think about the new trend with the whole eighties homage in clothing? What are your mm. thoughts with that? And by the way, Cassandra is wearing an off the shoulder sweater, well, which is kind of a single, it's not, like it's, a it's not like flash dance off the shoulder, no. but it's sort of a nod to the eighties. I got to tell you, yeah. it's very cool. But see, like if this, if this would have had double cutouts on the shoulder, yes. I probably would not have bought okay. it. Gotcha. But I like gotcha. the just single. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's unique. Turtleneck. Yeah. You know. I yeah. mean, I, I like the eighties. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as some of the styles, but. I like them. Do you I, think I like it's it. for people who ha- who weren't there and who kind of are embracing it for the first time, like a lot of the younger Yes, I was going to say it's yeah. definitely a younger generation thing. Right. I mean, no one who's had a baby is going to wear a crop top. Sorry. That's it's a true like, yeah. statement right there. Yeah. Or neon colors. Yeah. It's just okay. a little. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think it's for the 20 somethings and the teenagers. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Not, not any older. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sandra has spoken. That is my if you're opinion. You're over 29. You better not wear that around her. Well, well, it's like um, <laughs> it's like what not to wear. Where they did the no skirts over 35. Does anyone remember that when when that show was on TLC loved, back in the day? I loved that yeah, show. What was the oh, deal with what that? What not to wear? Oh my god, it was so. Fabulous. No, I know the show, but what was the no skirts over 35? I don't no get mini it. skirts over 35. Like they had oh. like these things that you like said that they said to do and not to do at the beginning. of I each don't episode. agree with that. So really? I always think that I'd always heard. Interesting. Once you are once you've worn it, you're too old to wear it the second time around. Which I do not agree with. There okay. are many, many women who can rock a miniskirt who are over uh, typically miniskirt age. Okay. That's my thought. Interesting. I think people should express their own style much to what you were saying and know what works for them. If they don't, I'm going to tell them. Okay. I'm From okay Dr. With Lamb. That. I'm just going to say, jeez, that is such a missed opportunity. Well, and I, you al- know? I also do, I, I do it. I do agree in the sense that if it makes you feel good Mm -hmm. and let's say like, I don't know, there are a lot of women who have really fabulous legs Mm -hmm. and if they're 60 and feel really awesome in a mini skirt. Yeah. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. Like I don't wear mini skirts, but that's just my, that's your personal style. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I think the whole personal style thing is, I mean, all you have to do to your earlier point of Instagram, you just have to scroll and there's a lot of individual personal style out Mm -hmm. there. How do you design? Let's go back to that whole client designer relationship. I mean, what do you ever like throw up a roadblock and go, really? This just, this wouldn't, what you want will not work or it will not, it, it's not going to turn out the way you want it to. How do you deal with that sort of thing? Um, that has happened. Oh, okay. Uh, Real life history well, here. I mean, maybe yeah. tw- not, maybe twice, honestly, not that often, but you know, it's when someone, when someone thinks I think this is going to look really great and Mm -hmm. I want this big earring and this is what I'm wearing and I want let's do feathers and let's do crystals and you know (laughs) and I'm and I have to you know not put my foot down but just say look this is what this will look like and I can kind of you know stage it on a okay white piece of paper and take a good picture of it yeah um and just let them know, like, this is, if this was maybe a black dress, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. maybe you could do this, but right. I don't think this will work for what you're wearing. And it's, you know, it's just a matter of choosing your words wisely. Right. And, mm-hmm. and not, and it's not, it's not knocking mm-hmm. their style. It's right. just saying this may not be the earring for this occasion. Okay. But, Got it. hey, you know what? If you're on Dancing with the Stars and you're doing the cha-cha, Right. Absolutely. Or Let's you're in do Vegas. It. You can wear that dream right. catcher yeah. with the feathers sure and the exactly. crystals. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So. Gotcha. <laughs> well, we are almost out of time. Oh my God, that was so fast. Really it's amazing fast. how okay. a half an hour Why? blows Jeez. by. It does blow by. So we Woo. always like to end with this question. That is, what is one trait you think all stylish people possess? Oh my goodness. Um, confidence? That's a good That's one. That's a good one. That's a really good. Why do you think that is? Why do you, why is confidence necessary in your opinion? Because I think a sense of style comes with being your having your own style. You know, right. I think if you feel good walking out the door, people are going to notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that takes confidence and just knowing what works for you and um, feeling good about yourself. Yeah. I think. Wow. Well, I don't know anyone who would not feel good about themselves wearing a Cassandra collection 
earring, Thank bracelet, you. ring, cufflinks, studs, which you've been so kind to design for us. So, well, and tell us where um, people can find yeah. um, Cassandra Collections products to purchase. Well, there's CassandraCollections.com, my website. And then locally, I'm at Estilo, uh, The Garden Room, Lore by Y&F, uh, Elevé Cosmetics. Wow. All over town. That's a lot. You're all over the place. Yeah. All over town. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. And where can we find you on Instagram? At Cassandra Collections. She keeps it real and keeps it simple, which I love. All one word. No underscore. (laughs) (laughs) Which a lot of, a lot of them do right now, including Society Texas. That has an underscore. That's true. That's just how that is. That's right. (laughs) I have nothing against underscores. We're so proud of you. Our, you. Our Texan creative fashion designing entrepreneur hybrid and thank you so much for being on here with us well thank you all so much i'm again i'm honored and i'm proud to call you all my friends will you come back sometime if you're ever available because i know how busy you are well let me check um the gas in my jet (laughs) when you're not in rome (laughs) when you're not in rome i want that jet fuel Uh, we want a podcast we want it fuel wheels up baby wheels up as soon as i get it you know we all are the first guests on on board well on that note uh everyone i'm lance every morgan with success with style we're thrilled that you're here today with us and i am rob giardinelli signing off on success with style reminding you that great style starts by having a unique point of view have a great day everyone bye everyone Bye.